Hello there, you're welcome to another interesting edition of your number one African podcast show, Sport Africana, where we talk about the various sporting stories, issues, development that is making the rounds in the world of sports, particularly from an African eye. On Sport Africana, we like to celebrate and talk about our success stories, so I implore you to sit back and fasten your seatbelt as we take a trip together in the world of sports. Um, as you can know, as you know, you can now listen to Spot Africana on the major podcast directories such as Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitches, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Deezer, and Listen Note. All you just need to do is type in Spot Africana and our details will come up and you can listen to all the previous episodes. And very soon, we're going to be on the Apple podcast. And once that has been um, sorted out, um, you will know. So um, visit our various platforms in the meantime so that you can listen to the interesting topics and stories. And you can also check our social media um, platforms. That's on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Just type in Spot Africana and our details will come up. Today is very, very interesting. And I going to be talking about something that is very interesting concerning African football. I'm going to be talking about one of the giants of African football, and that is Morocco. We're going to be talking about everything that concerns Morocco, Moroccan football, and I'm not going to be doing the talking alone. I've invited um, someone who I consider to be an expert when it comes to Moroccan football. Um, is a journalist, a well-respected journalist in Morocco. And it brings me, it gives me good pleasure to introduce to you Jalal Benoit, who is a football expert, is um, reported for BBC and the major news outlets across the world. So Jalal, um, how are you doing today? Oh, thank you so much. I'm fine. Thank you so much for the invitation. I wish you all the best. Thank you. Oh, nice to have you on Spot Africana. And um, how are you doing in Morocco? And and how are you doing over there in Morocco? Is it sunny? The weather was as the weather like? Well, uh, currently I am in Casablanca, Casablanca city. Yeah, where you know where we have with and Branja Casablanca, the two giants, Moroccan football giants. Mm. Uh, it's sunny, it's sunny, but still the, the weather is okay. It's not that hot, but it's sunny, which mean, which means it's good. It's a good time for people who love uh, uh, the sun and also and also. All right. Thank you very much, Jal. I've been to Casablanca before and I loved it. Um, it's a wonderful city. And um, talking about um, Waidad Casablanca and um, I think the other club is Raja Casablanca as well. well I'm going to talk about that much later. Yep. Uh, but yeah. the various things I would like to talk about, the first thing I want to talk about is the new Mohammed V complex. Um, I, I don't know if it's new or if it was... Um, renovated but I think it was renovated um, sometime last year and was opened and it was said that it cost um, it was cost about 51 million pounds 
So can you tell us the thinking behind uh, the new Mohammed the Fifth football complex? What's the thinking behind it? Yeah, it's Mohammed the Sixth. Mohammed. Oh, Mohammed the Sixth. Sorry. Mohammed the Sixth Center in Mamora City, in a in a region called Al Mamora. It's close to Rabat and Tali. It's two cities in Morocco, so it's. Uh, it's uh, uh, close to Rabat, which means it's in the center of Morocco, Rabat is the capital. So Mohammed the Sixth Center uh, football, uh, it was an old one, but it was renovated by the Moroccan Football Federation under, of course, supervision of the Moroccan government. And it was expanded and extended and enlarged in order to satisfy the, the current needs of, of Moroccan football. So, it's, it's a big, big infrastructure. I think right now it's maybe the biggest in Africa, uh, uh, having uh, about about uh, uh, 12 stadiums. Can you imagine? About five hotels, five star hotels, that all of them belong to the to the Moroccan Football Federation, the Assamaokan du Football. And this center has been renovated and expanded uh, and, and extended in order to, to uh, in order to host the different uh, Moroccan national teams. I mean, during their preparation, during their preparation for for uh, for the different uh, uh, international competitions, and also for the Moroccan the Moroccan clubs who are who are competing in, in international competitions, mainly the African African competitions, and also. Uh, it's uh, always open, as it was, as it said by by the the president of the Moroccan Football Federation, Mr. Fawzi Lakja. The center it's open to all to all uh, African national teams who want to come to Morocco to do to to uh, for 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 camps or for preparation for different uh, competitions. So this center right now, I'm talking to you, and I know that right now there are two. Moroccan national teams who are uh, 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 doing the preparation and training right now this morning there I mean here the futsal team the futsal team champion of Africa and also and also the women national team the women's national team uh, under 20 so they are now uh, they are now there and this center uh, hosts hosts uh, students football professionals who also study during the week they, they train there and they study there, so it's also like a, like a school of football. It's not only it's like an academy, but it's for the national team. So I mean, right this this year we have we have uh, under 17 footballers under here uh, and the teenagers who live there, and they are the best Moroccan players under 17 who live there and uh, study there. And during weekends they go back to their teams to play different matches but they come back to to the center for training and the center is uh, is uh, uh, supervised by uh, quality uh, uh, coaches for both for for men and for women and i mean here we have got very good coaches from morocco and overseas and also and of course the supervision of the of the welsh uh, technical director uh, Robert Ocean. So I think it's a big, big investment for football. And uh, I, I've seen, I've seen uh, when I go there, I can see so many uh, players who are practicing there, preparing there. And also, it's also financially speaking, it's good for the Moroccan Football Federation because 
uh, all national teams from all over the world and even clubs if they want to come to Morocco to for for a uh, for a training they can stay there because there are there is a quality accommodation there we have restaurants we have also swimming pools we have also different leisure facilities inside the center it's a big big investment and i think africa must be proud of this big project and also morocco should be proud of this project wow thank you very much alal that's very interesting and from what you're saying um it sounds like um what we have here in 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 england as well too we have something of that nature in england and in france the, the in france it's called clairefontaine um so it's kind of similar to that so very soon um in years to come we won't be surprised if morocco is now taking the lead in um african football i, I think that's a very good development and the fact that morocco is also considering ways of raising or bringing in income or revenue which is very very um, commendable you mentioned earlier on about um, the women's national team training there um, generally the north africans are not the strongest when it comes to women football and i think i saw a tweet from you uh, where you talked about the plan to develop women's football in morocco can you t talk us more into into that tell us more about that yeah sure um Morocco now uh, it's trying hard to uh, develop and promote women's football. And two weeks ago, there was a big, big meeting at the level of the Moroccan Federation of Football. Of course, always under the supervision of the Ministry of Sport. That meeting uh, took about seven to eight hours only to promote, to come up with uh, decisions to promote uh, women's football in Morocco, and the basic decision is to is to uh, promote the first league, the Moroccan women's league, uh, first division and second division, and creating a second division because we have only the first division. But the decision was to create a second division uh, where uh, where players can be can be financially uh, supported. So the, the, the Football Federation has decided to, to, uh, to financially support the teams so that they can pay, pay the players on a, 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 on a, a monthly basis. And this is good. This is a way. If you want to develop football, you need to, financially speaking, you need to support the, the, the professionals, I mean the players and also the, the coaches. So that's at the level of the players. And also the, the Moroccan Football Federation has decided to to, uh, to facilitate the process of establishing different uh, teams in all over Morocco, not only in, in big cities, I mean here, Casablanca, Rabat, Fez, and Marrakesh. No, we are talking about uh, promoting the, the practice of football, of women's football, in, even in remote areas, in remote areas, in small villages and also in small cities. And, uh, and, the, minister, and the Ministry of Sport, in collaboration with the Moroccan Football Federation, have decided both of them to provide stadiums, uh, uh, yeah, that can that can of course host those uh, talented girls. I mean, under 17, under 20, and, and also under 15. And the focus, according to that, to the decision, is to to uh, promote young ages. I mean, uh, young levels. I mean, um, girls under 15, under 17. And this is good by 
creating like a championship and also by providing them uh, with financial support and also choosing the best players uh, in different cities and hosting them in 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 the Mohammed VI Stadium. So as I tell, as I can tell you, Mohammed VI Center, Mohammed VI Center is the core, is the essence of all this equation. I mean, those top players they can come here and stay here and stay at the center. They can study, they can learn, they can also learn football uh, in a in a professional way. And as I want to tell you that we have one maybe in Morocco. To be honest with you, we have one big club when it, when it comes to women's football. Here I'm talking about Farabat. Farabat. But Morocco, uh, uh, following the decision of the Confederation of African Football to create uh, a Champions League only for women's football, okay, Morocco wants to, to uh, support all the different teams to be like level of, of uh, Farabat, I mean here we had Casablanca, Raja, Casablanca and other teams so that they can be able to compete with, with South African teams, with Nigerian teams. And I think that now I can tell you that uh, Morocco has done a big, 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 big uh, project. And by hiring an American, an American coach, uh, an American coach, she came to Morocco. She joined the, 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 the National Technical Directorate in order to be specialized in, in, in uh, women's football. And we have seen that Morocco has appointed an old player, an old player, her name is Lamia. Lamia, oh, she was a player, and now she, she's the coach of Morocco under 20. Lamia, she knows all the players, and she has got a, a big, big experience. So she is now working in collaboration with the American coach in order to help people, to help those young talents. And they are always there at Mohammed VI Stadium trying to supervise things and train Young, young players and I think that the future is going to be rich and Morocco will make noise in terms of, of women's football. That is very, very interesting and you know as a Nigerian I'm getting scared you know because um, for many years which I'm sure you know Nigeria has dominated um, women's football in Africa. Hearing all this I can bet in probably 10 to 15 uh, to 20 years' time, Morocco will be a major force in women's football with all that you've mentioned um, so far, which now leads me... You know what I want to... Yeah, yeah go on. Just to add, uh, as, as we did at the level of clubs, if you go back 10 years ago, uh, 8 years ago, 10 years ago to see, uh, for example, the men's football, I mean, at the level of clubs, we didn't used to see uh, four... Four teams in Morocco reaching the semi-final of the Confederation Cup and the Champions League. You can see this year, you can see Wydad Casablanca, Raja mm. Casablanca, reaching the semi-final of the Champions League. You can see, uh, uh, you can see Hassania Agadir and also, and also Berkan, Renaissance Berkan, reaching the semi-final of the Confederation. So it was like a project by the Moroccan Football Federation. They have been fighting to reach this, this level and then this this strategy now is being applied is being applied uh, on on women's football so that we can from 10 years 10 years time we can we can see uh, moroccan national teams and also moroccan uh, women's clubs uh, uh, maybe competing at an international level interesting you mentioned why dad and raja casablanca 
which now brings me to the next question, which I have been itching to know so much about the Moroccan football leagues. Um, because most most of the times you tend to see a lot of other countries from sub-Saharan Africa like Nigeria, Ghana, go play professional football in Morocco. We've had quite a number of um, players who have um, been successful playing the Moroccan league. So I want you to explain to me um, the structure of the Moroccan football league. Um, are most of the clubs, are they owned by state government or are they privately owned? And what is the uh, attendance like in the stadiums? And what is the revenue like? How does do they make money um, from football? Because as you know, if you follow some of the biggest leagues in the world, like the English Premier League, like the La Liga, like the Bundesliga, these leagues generate income, revenue. So is Morocco football, is it, is it the same? Are they following the same pattern as well? Can you give us more information about the Moroccan Football League in terms of their success rate? Yeah, so uh, generally speaking, as I told you uh, so far, we cannot make change in only 10 years or we need time, we need enough time. And the Moroccan Football Federation, when they took the decision to promote the, the Moroccan League and call it, call it between brackets, Moroccan Professional, Professional League, it's Botola Pro, I mean the Pro League. To make it a professional league, there were so many uh, criteria uh, to be to be uh, reached. And Morocco took a decision uh, to first to to build big stadiums. And if I can tell you now, so in order to promote the league, you need the infrastructure. So the decision was taken. The first decision was taken to to build big stadiums and if uh, or to renovate some of them. And now I can tell you that that we have got about eight big stadiums in Morocco that can host even international competitions. And that's good for the local teams. For example, in Casablanca, we have Mohamed Bifik Stadium, where, Casa, where we that Casablanca, Raja Casablanca can play and can host their, their national uh, matches or also international matches. If you go to Rabat, you find Rabat Stadium. If you go to Fez, where we have Maghrib Fez team, you can find the big, uh, the big uh, stadium of Fez. Now in Al Husayma City, we we, uh, we we still have only five months to finish uh, building a big big stadium. We have also in Marrakesh, where the Moroccan national team used to play the big stadium of Marrakesh. So, uh, so the decision to promote the Moroccan league was also linked to providing enough infrastructure in terms of stadiums, not only stadiums where you can play official matches, but also uh, training stadiums where you can, uh, small stadiums for training, and that was a good decision. And next, what happened? We have found that uh, Moroccan Moroccan teams have started to, to, uh, to, uh, to, to financially speaking, uh, fans and supporters start to enter to the stadium because the stadiums are very beautiful and they are big and you can find different leisure facilities there. So the people, so the supporters started to go back to the stadium and this is good. For example, if you take uh, Casablanca as an example, you know, in one match, in one game, you can find 45,000 supporters. So can you imagine the money, the tickets, the revenue in terms of tickets? So this is good. And what happened later, what happened later, 
is that Morocco tried to find uh, to find like a sponsor who can uh, who can take charge of of, uh, of broadcasting the matches and then a uh, big big uh, big company in Qatar they uh, they took this market and I mean they they started broadcasting Moroccan games so if you watch their channels you find the the you can find you can find for example the Premier League the Spanish League and we have also the Moroccan League not any other African African League only the Moroccan League and this is good for Morocco and what happened also is that. Uh, uh, no more, no more centralization. I mean, we should not only talk about um, about about Casablanca and Rabat. Now you can see we have very good teams for, from uh, like Renaissance Berkan. It's uh, Berkan. It's a city in in the northeast of Morocco, a small city, but we have a strong team. A strong team. They have reached the the final of the Confederation Cup last year. This year they have reached they are reaching the semi final. And we have also Hassaniyad Agadir in the south of Morocco. So this this uh, strategy has has uh, made like a, a, a positive impact in terms of the representation of the Moroccan uh, clubs uh, in African competition. And I think the football federation has tried hard to support financially the teams, but also a major decision was taken uh, this year is to switch or to change. The, the, the clubs from being only an association, a football association, into a company, into a business company. So we that Casablanca, Raja Casablanca, no more Renaissance Berkan, Hassaniyah, Gadir, Fosrabat, these teams are no more football uh, associations. I hope you understand me. Now, according to the law, they are business companies. They, they like Al-Ahli in Egypt, like Zamalek in Egypt, they are a company. When we, when we say company, they have got investors. So, so the club are now uh, supposed to to build their hotels, to build their stadiums, to to create investments. I mean, I mean different things so that they can be financially independent. That decision was very strong uh, made by the Moroccan Football Federation, and I think uh, it it got it has got a positive impact. And majority, uh, not the majority, all. Football clubs will be uh, taking part in the next season, in the next Botola Pro, in the next league. I mean, the top flight league. They must, they must have created their own uh, companies, their own companies where you have enough money to 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 work. But till now, we haven't reached the level of Zamalek and Al Ahli in Egypt or Esperant in Tunisia. But but let me tell you that I mean, in terms of money, in terms of money. But in terms of football and sport, now we are strong. We are strong. We can see our clubs are always reaching the finals of the Inter's clubs competition. Last year, we did. They reached the final of the uh, of the Champions League. Uh, Renaissance Berkan, they reached the final of the Confederation Cup. As I told you so far during this interview, this year, four clubs from Morocco are playing, are competing at the level of the semi-final of both Inter-clubs competition of the Cup. Confederation of African Football. So, in terms of sport and professional practice, yes, we are good. But financially speaking, we are still uh, making efforts to reach the level of, of Zamalek and Ali uh, and Esperance. But for Sub-Saharan Africans, our our friends, our brothers, now they can come to Morocco to play 
and they can get a, a, a huge salary players and you can see so many so many african uh, players i mean sub-saharan african players they come to morocco which is also an african country but they can be well paid and this is good and from morocco they may they may reach the they may reach uh, Europe, or the marriage also uh, different leagues uh, in the Gulf countries. So I think, uh, financially speaking, we are making a big step uh, in order to be like uh, like a big model also in, in, in Africa as the, the Egyptian one. Wow, thank you very much um, for those um, insightful information about the Moroccan League. And you mentioned earlier on, in the, in the course of the interview, you've been mentioning Wydad Casablanca, Raja Casablanca, and these are the two top uh, football clubs in Morocco, as we know. Can you tell us about the rich history of this of both clubs and their rivalry? Um, it's probably one of the most fierce rivalry clubs in Africa. Can you tell us yes. much more about these clubs? Wydad Casablanca. I personally have been to Raja Casablanca in two thousand and five before. And I've been to their training center. I think at the time they had um, Stambouli, who was their manager at the time. So can you tell us much more about um, this, these two, two historical and iconic clubs? Yeah, so uh, first of all, uh, Widen and Raja, Casablanca, we, we call it Widen, Widen, call them Widen, Casablanca. Maybe you can see Widen. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> And Raja RSA. So the derby between Widad and Raja uh, uh, is one of the top of the biggest derbies in all over the world, by the way. So you can you imagine the, the festivity during the derby? It's something uh, unbelievable. You know, if you, if the if the game is at 8 p.m. at 8 p.m. you need to be uh, at the stadium. You need to be at 11 at 11 a.m. Uh, I mean, in the morning, if the game is in the afternoon, you need to be uh, at the stadium uh, in the morning, eight hours before the match, or you are not going to find your seat. Can you imagine this? So it's it's like it's uh, uh, all Casablanca stops during the derby. Why? Because historically speaking, historically speaking, this rivalry uh, belongs to, to a historical background. With that Casablanca were created, and then Raja Casablanca came uh, to uh, because with that Casablanca were only the only club in Casablanca. Uh, they used to uh, to take control of everything in Casablanca, but a decision was created to to create a club that can compete with that. Then then Raja was created, and what happened then? Casablanca was divided in two groups or in two spots. So a group. The red one and the, the red one with that, and the green one, Raja. Within one family, within one family, you can find one of the brother supports with that, and his brother or, or the sister supports Raja Casablanca. And you know, to be honest with you, as a joke, but it's a real one. Now, if you want to get married, you in Casablanca, you need to ask to ask the the the, the girl or the boy if he is if he is. A fan of Widad or a fan of Raja because because we cannot get married from a different, a different <laughs> uh, lover of different colors. So, uh, this this is huge. Yeah, even in families, Widad in Casablanca, the first question, the first question 
when you visit Casablanca, uh, are you Widad or Raja fan? Are you Widad or Raja supporter? And this rivalry has reached even outside the stadium. In, uh, you know, graffiti in Casablanca, you can find different graffiti and murals where we have Widad and Raja tags and drawings. And it's, it's really amazing. This is good for, for, for Moroccan football and African football. But sometimes, sometimes, you know, Sometimes uh, 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 they can reach a level of maybe violence, but this should be stopped. I think uh, huge, huge efforts are being made by 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 the associations, by the Moroccan Football Federation to support what we call uh, sportsmanship. And I think the situation now it's good, and and it's really I cannot describe to you the situation when we have the derby. Uh, one week or two weeks before the derby. The, the derby is the talk of the town, as we say in English, the talk of the town. All the people in cafes, in restaurants, hotels, even women's people are talking about Raja and Widad, who is going to win. And the winner, the winner will be, will be like the champion of Casablanca, will, will lead Casablanca, will rule Casablanca between brackets. If Widad win the, the derby, you return the next derby, two months or three months, uh, time with that, for example, will will rule Casablanca, and Raja, people of Raja will 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 not be satisfied. All the opposite. If Raja win win the derby, then then Casablanca it becomes uh, uh, green. So it's something great. It's good for Moroccan football, for African football, and this rivalry is something great. And I can see this also in Tanzania, in Tanzania, big derby there, the Malik and Ali in Egypt, and also South Africa. South Africa, of course, and other other derbies. We have got very good derbies in, in 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 Africa, but the question: How can we how can we promote the image of the of these derbies at the international level? Hmm. Very true. Very true. Well, wow, and it's quite um. I like. I, I, I'm now. I'm thinking which team should I adopt in in Casablanca? You know, because I've already stimulated me. Now we move on to the next. Um, the next question, which uh, I which I I sort of associate myself with, um, that's the Moroccan national team. Uh, from when I was very young, I used to follow iconic players like Mary um, Abdul Mary Krimo, um, Abdulaziz Budabella, Mohamed Timomi, El Badu Zaki, Nuruddin Naibat, Daudi um, Rashid Daudi. Mustafa Aji, Yusuf Chipo, the many of them, Lagrassi, you know, and these are very, very good players or like legends in Morocco. And recently, in the last two, three years, you can see that Morocco, Moroccan football national team is coming back up again. They were quite unlucky at the nine at the at the 2018 World Cup, and I think um, the Frenchman um, has done a very good job by laying a very good um, foundation. Um, for the Morocco national team. So can you update us about the Morocco national team as constituted at the moment? And I noticed as well that quite a number of the Moroccan team are, well, are from abroad in the sense that now Moroccan, the national federation, which it happens in Nigeria as well too at the moment, a quite, a number of, um, quite a number of the players were born in yeah. in foreign countries like maybe France or the Netherlands. For the for example, 
In Netherlands, you, some years ago, you had um, El Amadi, who was born in Netherlands, and he played for um, Morocco. Um, you have players like um, very good players that, um, that that plays um, yeah. that plays abroad. So, can you tell us much more about the Moroccan national team at the moment and what to expect of them in the next few years to come? Okay, so um, um, the names you have mentioned, uh, they belong maybe to a generations of 1986. Yes. The generation that reached the, 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 the Mexico 1986 yes. World Cup. And also you have mentioned some names who played uh, during the World Cup in France in 1998. Mustafa Aji. And yeah, the two generations were uh, maybe till now, uh, maybe, uh, I mean the 1986 and 1998. These two generations maybe till now are the best in Morocco, to ask people here in Morocco. But, but it came another generation in 2004 who were able to reach the final of the Africa Cup of Nations. Yes. They played against Tunisia during the final, but they lost. But that was a strong generation, a strong squad, a strong team, under the coaching of Mr. Beduzeki, one of the legendary goalkeepers, Beduzeki. And they, but, but uh, unfortunately, they, were not, they, did, they did not make it to the World Cup in 2006 in Germany. So from that time to now, or from 2000, from 1998 to 2018, 20 years of absence from the World Cup. So our challenge was to reach the World Cup. That's why the Moroccan Football Federation uh, signed, uh, hired, hired uh, Hervé Renard, the Frenchman, the, uh, the experienced uh, uh, coach in Africa, who was able, successfully, uh, able to, uh, to qualify to the World Cup in Russia, and it was a big, 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 big achievement of, of Moroccan football because 20 years of being absent, of being absent is something, uh, in fact, very difficult. So we reached the 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 the, the Russia World Cup, and uh, unfortunately, again, we 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 found ourselves in a very very tough group with Spain. Can you imagine? With Portugal and Cristiano Ronaldo, and also there was also Iran. So, but if you ask all the people who watch the World Cup, they will tell you that Morocco played very well. Yeah. They played very, very well. The performance, maybe it was one of the best African performances in the World Cup. I agree. We played, uh, yeah, big game against Portugal and Nerf Stars. We lost 1-0, but we, we, we uh, dominated, dominated the pitch, by, to be honest with you. And also against Spain, there was a draw, 2-2, but... We played very well and we were able to win. But the problem may be the first game against Iran. Maybe we, we, we were thinking about Spain and Portugal and we forgot that we have a, that we have a, a team called, called uh, Iran. And then after that, it came the Africa Cup of Nations in, in, uh, in Egypt. The Africa Cup of Nations in Egypt. And uh, what happened is that we, we were at the top of our group. But... Uh, Against Benin, we lost in the in the in the second. That was quite that was quite that was quite unbelievable, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So we lost the game. There was maybe some some mistakes. Maybe we we we, we thought that Benin it's an easy game, and that's what happened. When you underestimate your 
you're maybe your, your rival or your enemy by in football, then they may, they, you may lose. And then uh, here Verona let the national team and the Moroccan Football Federation uh, uh, sign another Frenchman who is uh, Ali Luzic, the, the former coach of Algeria, who reached uh, the, the, the World Cup 2010, uh, 2014 with Algeria. is mm -hmm. uh, an experienced coach. And uh, the old uh, some some basic names they have they have maybe left the national team like Mehdi Benataya the captain mm -hmm. uh, he has like other like uh, like uh, for example Karim El Ahmadi he left the national team uh, back because of age now after the Africa Cup of Nations they they decided to uh, to retire internationally so three big names have left have have. Um, have uh, retired from from national team. Uh, I mean here Karim Al Ahmadi, Mehdi Benataya, Mbarak Busova. These are three big names. And then Morocco started to uh, to to think of uh, focusing on on young players like like Hakim Ziyech, Hakim Ziyech, who has uh, joined uh, Chelsea next season. Is going to play uh, for the Blues, coming from from Ajax Amsterdam, and also Ashraf Hakimi, the Moroccan youngster who has uh, signed for, for Inter Milan this season. So he has been playing for two years for Borussia Dortmund on loan coming from Real Madrid. And Moroccan, the national team is focusing on these, these young players like, like Ghanem Saez, who plays for Wolverhampton in England too, in the Premier League. So we have also got another Amrabat, not the one you have spoken about him, you, spoke, you have spoken about Nordin Amrabat, mm -hmm. but there is uh, his little brother. His name is Supian Amrabat. Supian Amrabat, who plays for for uh, Hellas Verona in Italy, but this year he has signed for 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 uh, he has signed to join Fiorentina. Fiorentina. So next season he's be playing under Fiorentina colors, and this is good. So we have got young players, a mixture of players who play in different European leagues, Sufian Buffal, who plays also for Southampton, but also mixed with some Moroccan so players who play in Morocco, who plays in Raja, Widan, and also uh, Zamalek, like, for example, you can talk about um, about uh, Benoun, who plays for Raja, you can also talk about, for example, um, Jobran, who plays for Widad Casablanca, we can also talk about uh, other players, so this mixture may, may be possible. So we are satisfied and we are happy to have these quality players who play in different international and European leagues. But our challenge now is is to win the Africa Cup of Nations. To be honest with you, Morocco uh, should win the Africa Cup of Nations. That's the, that's maybe the kingdom's challenge hmm. or the kingdom's dream or the kingdom's goal is to be the champions of Africa. Uh, we have won the Africa Cup of Nations only one, uh, once during um, the during the competition of 1976. Oh, it's a long, long time. I think we have to win the, the Africa Cup of Nations and all the efforts must be, uh, I, I mean, for the upcoming three years, four years, is to win the Africa Cup of Nations and also to reach the the second to reach maybe um the, the 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 yeah of course the world world cup in qatar 
why not to 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 perform when I'm also maybe to go further in the competition. That's it. Thank you very much, Jalal. Uh, it's been very insightful. You've educated us so much about Moroccan football. So Africa, you watch out for Morocco in some next three years to come, both at club level and national team level. There will probably be a force to be reckoned with. And we've come to the end of the program. Remember, you can listen to our podcast on the various podcast directories, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitches, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Listen Notes, and you can visit our social media platforms, um, either Twitter, either Instagram, um, uh, Facebook. Just type in Spot Africana and it will come up with all the necessary information that you need. So until we come your way again with another interesting African story, keep safe and have a long, lovely day. Bye-bye.